Hi, I'm R. Keith Harris, and I have played Dr. Carson on The Walking Dead. I'm excited about a new film I have coming out. It's called Shifting Gears. It's in theaters and on demand March 23rd. Check it out right here, up next on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome aboard for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 491 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, our Keith Harris is going to be joining us. You may know him better as Dr. Carson from The Walking Dead. He's got a new movie coming out on March 23rd called Shifting Gears. He's going to tell us all about that. Got a lot of good things coming your way this week on On Screen and Beyond. Jake Gyllenhaal and John Malkovich are going to be teaming up for a movie. Also, Kristen Wiig is going to become a villain. And uh, let's see, uh, Danny Boyle's coming back for another great movie. We're going to give it all to you. It's coming up in a minute right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like Bob's Burgers are going to get a big screen remake on July 17th of 2020. And the game Dungeons and Dragons will be remade into a silver screen picture on 2021 by Paramount. And that's uh, specifically on July 23rd. It'll be coming out. And let's see. Sonic Hedgehog is going to go from the video game to a movie on November 15th, 2019. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what do you say we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies. It looks like John Malkovich and Jake Gyllenhaal will star in a new Netflix movie tentatively called Velvet Buzzsaw. And it's all about the art world. According to Variety, John Hamm and Natalie Portman will star in Pale Blue Dots. And they play astronauts whose lives change when they return to Earth. And Lionsgate, well, they're going to be developing a World War II movie called How the Girl Guides Won the War. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. We've got a couple coming away and a couple of good ones. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sequel City, well, as far as sequels, Kristen Wiig will star as Cheetah, the villain, in Wonder Woman 2. Director Danny Boyle has confirmed that he will be back to direct Daniel Craig in the next James Bond movie. That's number 25. And Death Pool's director Tim Miller will helm Terminator 6, which brings back Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor and Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
And uh, once again, that one is going to be starting on uh, June 19th and scheduled for a July 26, 2019 release on that one. All right, that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what do you say we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, it looks like Gunsmoke. The 13th season, Volume 1 and Volume 2, will be riding into stores on May 22nd. And Jericho, the complete series, explodes into DVD on June 15th. And the classic Invaders, the complete series starring Roy Thinnes, lands in stores on June 5th. I love that show. That's, that was always a good show. And that's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen to be on. What's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, well, it looks like on April 24th, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, arrives in stores in 4K, Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD. And uh, if you want to get it a little sooner, on April 10th, you can get it on Digital HD. And Winchester, The House That Ghosts Built, with Helen Mirren, is going to be floating into stores on May 1st. And on May 8th, Phantom Thread, We'll be landing on Blu-ray and DVD and 4K Ultra. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what do you say we take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV and entertainment time? TV and entertainment time. Well, it looks like Central Park. Well, that's going to be a new show that Apple is doing. It's a musical comedy animated show for streaming, and it will bring together Josh Gad and Kristen Bell. Of course, they were in uh, Frozen, but uh, this one, they say, is not Frozen. <laughs> All right. And ABC has renewed The Bachelor, Dancing with the Stars, and America's Funniest Home Videos for another season each. And ABC has also canceled Once Upon a Time and The Mayor. And TNT looks like they've canceled The Librarians. So a lot of uh, ads, not ads, but... Uh, continues and cancels and that's it for tv and entertainment time next on on screen to be on celebrity birthdays we baked you a birthday cake if you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe don't forget we told you so happy birthday Celebrity birthdays on March 19th, Bruce Willis turns 63. On March 20th, Christy Carson Romero turns 34. March 21st, Gary Oldman turns 60. March 22nd, William Shatner, Captain Kirk, turns 87. On March 23rd, Chaka Khan turns 65. On March 24th, Jim Parsons of the Big Bang Theory turns 45. And on March 25th, Elton John... Crocodile Rock guy, Benny and the Jets, the whole works. He is turning 71. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, Alex T. of uh, Peoria, Illinois, turns 56 on March 23rd. If you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday, send the information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will all be wishing you a very happy birthday, all the listeners all over the world. And we want to wish you a very happy birthday. So happy birthday to all those people we just mentioned. And next on On Screen and Beyond, get ready. 
because Dr. Carson is in the house. That's right. R. Keith Harris is here from The Walking Dead, and he's got a new movie coming out called Shifting Gears. He's going to tell us all about it. He's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor, writer, and producer who we currently have been seeing on the hit AMC TV show, The Walking Dead, as Dr. Carson. He has also been seen on Under the Dome, as well as many other appearances on TV shows and movies. His latest movie, Shifting Gears, which he wrote, produced, and stars in, will be released on March 23rd. It's our Keith Harris. Keith, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, Keith, you have this new movie coming out, Shifting Gears, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're wearing a lot of hats in this film. <laughs> yeah, too many. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, yes. Uh, I, I wrote the film. Uh, I actually wrote the first draft of the script in 2005. Wow. Uh, there was a, a buddy of mine in North Carolina that um, actually worked at a garage, uh, and he kind of kept the journal of funny happenings that took place uh while he worked there and him and some buddies used to run a dirt car and he had this uh loose idea for the uh for the storyline and so uh i took his journals and uh kind of the idea and uh used some of the moments from his journals uh as sort of tentpole moments throughout the film Hmm. um and uh and then crafted uh the crafted the story wow can you give our audience an idea of what the film is about? Yes, it is a uh, sports comedy about dirt track racing. Um, it's The quick pitch is it's We Bought a Zoo meets Days of Thunder on dirt. <laughs> and um, and it's a uh, – the tone, I like to say, um, that we were going for on the film is, is sort of a mix of two John Candy movies, um, Summer Rental and Uncle Buck. Yeah. You know, it's this it's – a, it's a family – uh, that's just you know kind of hitting some um, some speed bumps in life, and they're just you know knocking heads and working out the kinks. Huh. Now in the movie, are you driving on the dirt tracks at all? I am. Mm-hmm. H- have you done that in the past, or is this something you're just doing for the film? You know, told told the other d- producers that oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What uh, it's kind of funny. I you know I grew up in the South, and and uh, you know. People were like, oh, South racing, da 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 da. I was kind of like the, you know, the five percent of people that were like, I don't get it. Why would people want to watch cars go in a circle? I don't get it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, uh, I was actually cast in um, a UPS commercial that was down in the pits at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and uh, I was there. And then, you know, I, w- I started looking around, and then I was cast in another. Um, obscure TV movie called uh, Steel Chariots uh, where I was a mechanic and then I was in the shop and around the cars and in the pits and and all that stuff and just seeing everything that goes into it and and that's when I was like whoa man there's something to this there's you know there's there's a lot more to it than just sitting and watching them go in a circle (laughs) and um and then uh yeah, that it just kind of my my interest and my love of it just kind of started growing from there. But the the thing I like, like 
I, I kind of equate it to hockey. You know, it's fun to go see a big hockey game, but you know, it's it's funner when you're on like the you know the the regional kind of regional leagues and stuff mm-hmm. where they just get in there and dirty and nasty. And these guys, uh, I mean, that's what this racing is. It was born out of bootlegging. It was born out of uh, you know um, just that you know running running literally on dirt roads that's how running from the cops on dirt roads that's (laughs) how this kind of racing was born and uh uh they just put it into an oval (laughs) without the cops that's right that's right and uh so uh as i as i as we got farther into it i started meeting the race liaisons that we had uh he's over 70 years old and he still races every single weekend he's been racing for 40 years and uh him and his son were our main two guys um that were sort of our connection into the industry and so we were able to really uh talk to them and from a script standpoint i was able to to go okay this is what i've written and he was able to go no this is stupid that's dumb (laughs) that's dumb this is great this is good this would happen that's dumb. Get rid of it. <laughs> and and that was my goal, and uh, to really make it as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So rather than having a studio head looking over your shoulder, you had a, a real race driver behind you. <laughs> Absolutely. And 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 the words that we've gotten from people that are in, uh, you know, I call them lifers in racing, mm-hmm. uh, ha- has been the word, and this is you know unsolicited. Uh, was authentic oh, and good. and in my mind uh that's that's a win that's yeah. an absolute win for me wow now the cast in this it sounds like a great cast you get uh, c thomas howell you got john ratzenberger mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. m emmett walsh and yeah. uh, now and then you get mc ganey now I got to ask, where did yeah. John? How come John Ratzenberg doesn't have an initial in front of his name? Everybody else does. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, that 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 is pretty funny that we all have those uh, initials in front of us. It's uh, it's pretty hysterical. <laughs> but the, it, but it's kind of fun. It, it's an interesting little piece of trivia. I was early on, early on, uh, like when I was still in graduate school. I was cast in uh, a movie called Last Lives um, with C. Thomas Owl and Judge Reinhold. And um, uh, it was just sort of neat to see that kind of come back around. Because <laughs> uh, what, was, what was funny was um, actually Brooke, the um, woman that plays my wife in the film, uh, she was dating Tommy. Oh really? And and he came to town um, to uh, you know to you know visit her, and we were in the process of casting that role, and we were like, uh, "You want a part?" <laughs> 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 and so it was uh, it, it it was very serendipitous. Hmm. Now, had you worked with any of the other members of the cast? I had not. Uh, I had not. Hmm. Um, there were some other local folks that I knew. Mike Flannery, um, I actually went. They, he, Mike Flannery is the he played the lawyer mm-hmm. uh, that drops the bad news on us, and uh, he, uh, I, I had actually gone to graduate school with him. 
Hmm. Wow. Uh, so he was uh, local, but he was really the only other uh, only other person that I had uh, ever worked with. Yeah. How long was the shoot? The shoot was where do we land? I think we had a twenty three day uh, production schedule, and then we had three days. It was either twenty three or twenty four days of principal photography, and then we had uh, in September after we got the first assembly cut done. We went back and we had three days of pickups. Wow. wow. So all in, what, 26, 27 days. Huh. That, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you you got to be on time and, and no horsing around here. <laughs> that's right. So And we were literally up against some crazy odds. And, you know, so, you know, when I when I told you, it was like, all right, it's, we bought a Zoom Meets Days of Thunder on dirt. You know, mm-hmm. when I was conceptualizing this, I was going, okay, so at the time when Days of Thunder was made, it was, what, a $60 million movie? You know, so I go, how do we compete with that? Mm-hmm. How do we compete with that? Because, you know, we're we're making a movie on Days of Thunder's, you know, craft service budget. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so we, we went to uh, what we ended up doing. And I think this really plays into the the neat authenticity of the film is we actually threw our own race event. Hmm. And so we we put some money, we contributed money to the to the winnings that night and advertised it. And then we had uh, we had a full two weeks on the track. The first week was the stunt team dialing in the choreography of different things and getting the cars dialed in and all that stuff. And then the second week we were there filming all around the track doing things. And then on Saturday we had, uh, we had our event where um, we had full pits and stands and we had scheduled uh, time to shoot kind of tent pole sequences, action sequences on the track in between heats of races. Uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, there were like, two big circuses in town at the same time trying to coordinate. And, uh, so we, you know, we did that and, uh, it was, uh, you know, we pulled it off. So hmm. we were real excited about it. Jeez. Now where was the shoot? We, we shot in North Carolina. So we, we shot between, um, high point. Um, I worked with a company called the Alderman company and they are actually, uh, they're over a hundred year old company. And they started out in uh, photography, uh, so they've actually, they've got the largest photography studio in North America. It wow. is a 250,000 square foot studio space, um, and they had started getting into um, commercial work, like but it was all sort of B-roll and voiceover. So they they didn't have to worry about you know soundproofing any of their spaces but they had they had one that was ideal for it and so they they retrofit it and that's where we built all of our sets and then we shot at friendship speedway in elk in north carolina and uh the the garage set was in yadkinville north carolina so we ran sort of the the middle part of the state kind of back and forth we wore the roads out there in production <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So is this your first attempt at uh, wearing so many hats, uh, writing, producing, and starring in it? Um, I did a, um, on this level, uh, I did a short film. I've done a couple of short films that I wrote, and um, uh, I, the one, I, the, the one, there were two that I did uh, everything on, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um or I, I I wrote it and produced it and directed it and was in it and you know and and one of the things that that taught me was uh, you know obviously it is a collaborative process for a reason <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I I would love to direct and act something you know pull a Clint Eastwood or a Mel Gibson at some point mm-hmm. um, but um, what that short what the short taught me was that. You know, if I'm going to try to do that, I got to have a producer uh, to just, I mean, it, it's just way too many hats. Yeah, because I was wondering um, if and you, then, I, I was wondering if, if you had thought about directing this, too, because I know you've done you've done some directing before. So I didn't know if you had even thought about doing the directing for this one or but you just explained why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I I think um you know, at some point I would like to, but coming into this at this size, I knew that, you know, being being the first one, you know, hopefully of many, <laughs> that I needed to just sit back um, and handle producing and let somebody else deal with that, so I could really concentrate on the on the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, one thing it, that did teach me that this taught me was that I think. At the end of the day, I think I, I, I would really like uh, – I would rather uh, direct an act than produce an act because at least it's on the same side of the brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, so uh, – but Jason Wynn did an amazing, amazing job on the film under near impossible circumstances at times because, you know, asphalt – is asphalt. When it gets rained on, it dries off. When a dirt track is is its own beast. And we were there and of course we were there in like late March, early April and you know, in North Carolina, you know, it's monsoon season and we getting rain and so, you know, it can get if it gets too dry, it gets really slick and if it gets too wet, it gets really slick (laughs) and and you can't drive on either one. So, uh, it's a, it's a very temperamental beast. Wow. And so Jason, Jason really, you know, he really rallied the troops, uh, and, and just handled it amazingly well. Mm -hmm. Is, is there a memory from making this film that was, you know, the funniest memory you can remember from the film? Is there anything that happened while you're filming or anything that, you know, kind of made you chuckle? Gosh, there were so many things. Um, 
one of my favorites is uh, uh, Emmett. Uh, he is just a, he is just a, a character, man. He uh, he's a and one of the things that he one of the things that he did um, is he would go around and he just had a pocket full like my kids. He just had a pocket full of uh, of two dollar bills, <laughs> and uh, and he would give he would give people $2 bills. <laughs> he gave my kids $2 bills. He gave a couple other people and said $2 bills. It was, it was a, a really neat little, you know, thing to, uh, uh, that just, you know, endeared us to him. Yeah. Huh. Jeez. Now directing, producing, acting, the whole works. Uh, is that something you wanted to do when you were just a young kid growing up or is it something that developed when you went to college or high school or something like that? Well, I, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor when I was nine. Uh, and that's never changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, what has changed is like when, you know, I went to, um, undergrad and got my, and I knew I wanted to do film. Um, and I, I went to undergrad and I got my, um, Bachelor of Science in Radio and Television Production and Theater. It's a double major. Um, six hours shy of it, but, <clears throat> you know. Uh, <laughs> um, and then um, I went to graduate school and got an MFA in acting with a concentration in film. And my first job after graduate school was driving a Redbird taxi. <laughs> so... Huh. I was like, well, okay, if you study law, you go be a lawyer. If you study medicine, you go be a doctor. If you study the arts, you go be a waiter. You know, there's like, <laughs> there's a disconnect. And, um, and so when I moved to L.A., that's when it really hit me that it is show business, mm -hmm. and business is the bigger word. And uh, for lack of a, a, a better way to put it, you know, there you have a, a a seller's market and a and a buyer's market, and you know, in a seller's market, that's the iPhone. They can charge whatever they want for their phone because everybody wants it. And in a buyer's market, you have a glut of product. And I was realizing, okay, I'm one of the glut of product that's on the market. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's actually when I started writing, because I was like, well, you know, I, I got to do something, so I'll you know, maybe write something that I can be in at some point, you know, and if not, maybe I can sell it and, you know, pay rent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's when I started writing. And then after I started writing, I realized, well, I mean, nobody's banging down my door to make this thing. So <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> I guess I got to go figure that out, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, it's just kind of stubbornness more than anything else, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Keith, I want to finish up with a just a couple of quick questions here. But uh, I, sure. I, I can't let you go, obviously. I would be, you know, getting inundated with emails from people that asking me why I didn't ask anything about Walking Dead. So I'm going to just ask a quick right. question, if sure. it's okay. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely, please. Now, um, I don't want to, you know, give away anything in case people haven't seen anything or anything, but uh, sure. you, you uh, when you got on Walking Dead, you must have been thrilled. Oh, yeah, very much so. Was it just an open uh, call? I had auditioned. 
It, it was. I had auditioned for it um, probably three or four times before um, before I I was booked as Dr. Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny. There is a um, the actually the same casting director. There's a southeast um, casting director, the fin, fin Cannon and Associates, and it's Craig and Lisa May and Mark Fin Cannon, and you know, probably at least half of the stuff on my resume has come through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they cast all the southeastern parts for The Walking Dead. That came that came about, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the course of you know the many different jobs that they do. And um, so I eventually cast. I uh, was. I eventually, you know, auditioned for it and hit the right notes yeah. that the producers liked, and and uh, they brought me on. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Um, uh, Thank you. Last night, um, obviously, uh, you got shot, <laughs> and on, yeah. on, on the internet, all I saw was, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. But are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I know you probably can't answer that. <laughs> well, uh, I was uh, I was on the Talking Dead last night. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I, Dr. Harlan Carson was uh, in the in memoriam section uh. of, uh, <laughs> of the show. So um, I, I would venture to say that it's probably uh, true death. I tried to I, I joke with Scott Gimple, um, you know, once he dropped the, you know, the information on me and uh uh i said i said look okay so you don't really see him die they just chuck him off the truck so you know he is a doctor they were just in this house he could he goes back to the house he digs the bullet out he uses the rest of the antibiotics and then he shows back up in season nine as part of father gabriel's uptick in his faith Mm -hmm. you know restores his faith (laughs) yeah i I don't think he went for it (laughs) hey it was worth a shot (laughs) i know right I was uh, talking to Denise, uh, who is another producer on the show, Denise Huth, and uh, she she said, yeah, uh, and it was funny. She was like, you're in the bargaining phase. She's like, everybody does it. <laughs> everybody does it. You're in the bargaining phase. <laughs> She's trying to say, please don't cut me off this show. <laughs> yeah, boy, I've never seen a show eliminate people, uh, you know, the, the, some of the, the main people that people get to like so much, and then all of a sudden – they're gone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I was, you know, I was, I was hopeful, uh, in the sense that, you know, in the, in the graphic novel, mm-hmm. Dr. Carson is still around through the most current episode, yeah. the most current, uh, I guess, uh, graphic novel. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. again, they, they have to keep it unpredictable right. uh, too. Yeah. So yeah. I can see, and actually, it was kind of funny, and you know, maybe I, maybe I, you know, put this on myself, but I was at home. This was, I don't know, early last year, you know, really before or just after production had started, and I was going, well, you know, I mean, if they really want to turn the heat up on Maggie's death, you know, you know, they might have to kill the doctor. <laughs> Did I say Maggie's death? I meant Maggie's birth. Her birth, yeah. If they really want to turn. 
Yeah, really want to turn the heat up on Maggie's uh, on Maggie's pregnancy. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, uh, I'd like final two questions, and uh, sure. these are taking us away from your, your new movie, Shifting Gears, that mm-hmm. comes out on March 23rd. Everybody should be going to watch that or get it on vo- uh, video on demand or, or uh, you know, or in the theaters or wherever they can get it because uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. going to be a good film. And, but uh, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Wow, what are you uh, what are you watching? <laughs> Basically, what what I watch currently? Sure, I'm, I I have to say I'm kind of a a superhero geek. Um, and I my the show that I watch pretty regularly, uh, and have it on demand. You know, besides The Walking Dead, is uh is The Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watch The Flash. Yeah, um, that's that's my show, and um. Uh, let's see. And what did I, what was, I'm trying to think some of my favorite stuff now. I really like stuff like Man in the High Castle mm-hmm, and yeah. really loved uh, Daredevil. The, what they did with Daredevil and Punisher mm-hmm. on Netflix, I really, really like those. I love the tone and the grit they put in those. Um, and as far as uh, features, well, you know, I, I'm, you know, always a Star Wars fan. Um. Gosh, what else? There's so many. Are there any movies that you know you're flipping through the TV and you, if it comes on, you just gotta watch it? Yes, there's two, uh, and that would be Braveheart mm-hmm. and Moulin Rouge. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, Moulin Rouge and Braveheart. I, you know, if if I catch those on somewhere, you know, just. You know, count me out. I'll probably watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us and uh, joining us here. And people, like I said, should be going out and watching Shifting Gears coming out on March 23rd. And I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. What a great guy, R. Keith Harris. Dr. Carson from The Walking Dead, his new movie, March 23rd, Shifting Gears. Be sure to check that one out. It's a lot of family fun on there. You don't have to worry about the zombies and all that sort of stuff and the heads cutting off and all that from The Walking Dead. It's a family movie, so get out there and enjoy it. And like I said, take the whole family. And uh, thanks, uh, Keith, for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we will be looking out for more of your performances. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest... Send the information to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I will see what I can do about getting that person on. Also, uh, you know, if you have a connection, let me know, and we'll see what we can do about getting that person on here. So that's it. Uh, We've got a lot of things coming your way, a lot of amazing guests coming our way. So next week we got another show coming up, and, uh, of course, every week we get something coming up. So uh, be sure to like us on Facebook. And that's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.